Thank you, Jesus. Well, thank you, Brother Booker, and it's great to be in PSR again. Been enjoying myself so much, all of the tremendous preaching, even that we just heard from Brother Hurt. I told him a moment ago it's uh, difficult to follow that kind of preaching. My, what an anointing, such power. And I appreciate that. All the preaching I've heard today and last night has just been superb. God has blessed and and I appreciate the privilege to be here. It's always a joy to come to PSR. Been coming for several years, and and uh, even when it was over in the church, where the Martin pastors enjoyed some great meetings over there in the church until they outgrew those facilities and came over here to the auditorium. But been enjoying PSR for a number of years, and uh, enjoyed this one so much. And appreciate all the sponsors, the men of God that are sponsors of this meeting. I have a tremendous amount of respect and regard for. They are men of God and men who are men that love truth. And I appreciate every one of them so very, very, very much. It's just an honor for my wife and me to be here and uh, be in the meeting. Several of the men that are sponsors of PSR have preached in our East Coast Conference. And next week we're having our East Coast Conference and Revival. And uh, some of the men that are on the schedule here will be preaching next week in Durham, North Carolina. And so we're very excited about that. Good to see all of you. God bless you. Let's open our Bibles to Isaiah chapter 57. Isaiah chapter number 57 and verse number 1. Isaiah 57 and verse number 1. Praise God. Praise God. They asked someone one time, how do you uh, get your sermons? How do you get a sermon? And this old preacher said, well, I just read myself full. I think myself clear. I pray myself hot. Then I let myself go. Praise God. Hallelujah. And I, I want to just kind of let go here for a little while. Preach what I feel in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Now the Lord is that Spirit. And where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. I'm glad the Spirit of God is not bound. I'm glad we who have the Spirit of God are not bound. Whom the Son has made free is free indeed. And you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. Hallelujah. God's people are not in bondage tonight. We enjoy freedom in the Holy Ghost. If you have that freedom, clap your hands to the Lord one more time. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Someone said that the Bible is the only book that the author is present every time it's read. Praise God. And I thank God the author of the book is here tonight. Isaiah 57 verse 1. 57 verse 1. The righteous perisheth, and no man layeth it to heart. And merciful men are taken away, none considering that the righteous is taken away from the evil to come. 
He shall enter into peace. They shall rest in their beds, each one walking in his uprightness. But draw near hither, you sons of the sorcerers, the seed of the, of the adulterers and the whore, against whom you disport yourself, against whom make you a wide mouth and draw out the tongue. Are you not children of transgression, a seed of falsehood, inflaming yourselves with idols under every green tree, slaying the children in the valleys, under the clefts of the rocks? Among the smooth stones of the stream is thy portion. They, they are thy lot. Even to them hast thou poured a drink offering. Thou hast offered a meat offering. Should I receive comfort in these? Upon a lofty and high mountain hast thou set thy bed. Even thither wentest thou, thou up to offer sacrifice. Behind the doors also in the post hast thou set up thy remembrance. For thou hast discovered thyself to one another than me, to another than me, and thou art gone up. Thou hast enlarged thy bed and made thee a covenant with them. Thou lovest their bed where thou sawest it. And when thou wentest to the king with ointment, and didst increase thy perfumes, and didst send thy messengers far off, and didst debase thyself even unto hell. Verse 10, Thou art wearied in the greatness of thy way. Yet saidest thou not, there is no hope, there is found the life of thine hand. Therefore thou wast not grieved. Now I've read the first ten verses of the um, 57th chapter of the book of Isaiah. I want to preach tonight for a little while from these verses, and my text tonight will be taken from verse number 10. Verse number 10. And I'll just simply use the words here of verse 10, the first part, from my text. Thou art wearied in the greatness of thy way. Thou art wearied in the greatness of thy way. Brother Morton, why don't you come up here and pray for us, will you? Praise God. God, we thank you tonight for the reading of your word. We thank you for the man of God that you have chosen, Lord, to deliver thy word. We pray, God, that you would touch him and anoint him, and God, that you would touch our hearts. Oh, God, that our hearts would meet with your spirit, and you would work the work that needs to be worked tonight in every life, in every preacher, in every saint, in every young person. Oh, God! We cry out tonight for a move and a work of thy spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And everybody said praise the Lord. You may be seated and God bless you tonight. Isaiah the prophet was in several verses here preaching about judgment that would come. He talked about the fact that Nebuchadnezzar would go to Palestine and the temple would be destroyed, and the walls would be destroyed, and uh, there would be taken away the wealthy and the middle class and the craftsmen among the people, and how that God's people were going to be in bondage for 70 long years. He sort of talked about this and built up to it. And I think that a great deal of the reason that this bondage was going to come, that the temple was going to be destroyed, the walls were going to be leveled, and their people were going to be taken away into bondage, 
is because thou art wearied in the greatness of thy way. I want to say in the beginning tonight that the way of God is a great way. And living for God is a great life. Amen. I said living for God is a great life. None of us that are baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost need the sympathy of this world. None of us need others to feel sorry for us because we're some kind of second-class citizens that haven't learned any better. We are not looking for sympathy. We have found the way, the truth, and the life when we found Jesus Christ. Amen. Israel had a great past. Their past was great, and uh, they had come out of Egypt. What was their way? They had come out of Egypt. We know the story, how that God had led them out, how that the uh, waters had parted hither and thither so that Israel could walk through on dry land. We know the story of the Passover lamb. We have heard so many times how that as God led them, each household was to take a lamb on the 10th day of the first month. They were to keep that lamb for about four days. Then they were to kill that lamb. They were to take the blood from the lamb and offer it on the doorpost of the house. And when the angel passed by at midnight and saw the blood applied, then their angel, the angel would not minister death that night because the blood was applied. I'm so glad tonight that the blood has been applied to our hearts. Thank God for Acts 2.38. It was read right here in the beginning tonight by Brother Bass. Thank God for Acts 2.38. Thank God that we have had the wonderful privilege to repent of our sins, to be baptized in water in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And baptism in Jesus' name is for the remission of sins. I said it is for the remission of sins. It's not just an outward profession of inward faith. It is for the remission of sins. Thank God for the Holy Ghost with the sign of speaking with other tongues. Thank God for a born-again experience. And I believe the only way scripturally to be born again tonight is to be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins and receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I don't believe you're born again when you join the church. I don't believe you're born again when you walk the aisle. I don't believe you're born again when you make a profession of faith. I don't believe you're born again when you shake hands with a preacher. I don't believe you're born again when you walk, as some say, the Roman road. I believe you're born again of water and spirit when you're baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. Would you clap your hands to the Lord? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many are thankful the blood's been applied tonight? How many are thankful the blood of Jesus Christ has been applied to your life? Hallelujah. Judgment would not come to those to whom the blood was applied. The Egyptians that did not have the blood applied, they faced great death and sorrow 
and heartache and lamentation that night because the blood was not applied to their life. I'm telling you that God had been good to these people. They had been given a great way. God had made the way for them. It was a great way. It was not just an ordinary way. It was a great way. When God parted the waters, it was a great way. When God sent a strong east wind and tried out the ground, it was a great way. When God caused the waters that were standing up as an heap on either side to come through on Pharaoh and his army, it was a great way. When they stood on the other side and beat their tambourines and sing and rejoice because of the deliverance of God's power, it was a great way. But somehow, these children of Israel at this particular point in time had forgotten uh, something about the greatness of God. They had forgotten something about the great way of the Lord. They had become wearied in the greatness of His way. Praise God in my prayer tonight as I come to this pulpit to try to say just a little bit. And I couldn't add anything to what's already been said to the tremendous preaching last night, today and tonight. But I feel a burden on my heart tonight to come to this pulpit to tell you this is no time to be weary in well-doing. But in due season you shall reap if you faint not. He that shall endure to the end, the same shall be saved. God has not raised up a last day in time church to be carnal, sensual, and worldly, lacking in that power that Brother Hurst preached about. God wants a church that's robed in all the glory and all the characteristics and the attributes and the divine nature of Jesus Christ. I said God wants a church that's spirit baptized, that's got the power and the fire and the glory and the anointing of His Spirit. This is no time to back up. This is no time to back away. This is no time to recant. This is no time to get loose. This is no time to get weak. Hallelujah. We've got a great God tonight, and He's got a great way, and it's no time to become weary in the greatness of this way. Hallelujah! Oh, somebody shout hallelujah! Praise God. You may be seated. It was a great way. Praise God, the things that the Lord had done for the children of Israel. But here's the sad thing about it tonight. They had seen so much. They had experienced so much. They had been blessed so much. They had seen so many miracles and such a divine manifestation of the power of God that they had gotten used to it. Amen. And this is one of the curses that can come upon the apostolic Jesus name movement in 1995. We can see so much power and so much glory and so many good things that have already happened. We can sort of get 
set in our way and we can get used to what God's doing. Hallelujah. And if we come to this meeting tonight, perhaps a little bit lackadaisical, lukewarm and unconcerned, I pray that the power of the Holy Ghost will shake us up tonight and will stir us up tonight and put us back on target with the purpose of our calling. Hallelujah. 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 Some in this building have been serving God 60 years, 50 years, 40 years, 30, 20, 10. But it's a sad, sad state of affairs in this church if most of the shouting is done by the new converts. If most of the glory is created by the new converts. If most of the souls are won by new converts. I'm here tonight to lift a voice. It should not be that way. May God help us not to get used to this apostolic power. Hallelujah. 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 Somebody shout amen. God had parted the water, but they had gotten used to it. The wind had blown and dried out the land, but it was now just a, just a historical happening. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God had dried out the bottom of the sea, and the Egyptian army was drowned in that place. But now then it was nothing more than a historical event in their history. Hallelujah. When they had no food to eat, I'm telling you that God sent them manna from heaven. These little one-a-day vitamins, praise God, that God sent to them for 40 years. When they needed food, God took care of them. When they uh, went out every morning, praise God, heaven's ovens had been, had been busy all night turning out manna for 40 years. Praise God. Praise God. Upon the hoary frost of the dawn, there was a little round thing sitting there, and God said, that's your manna. That's what you can have to eat. But they'd been having it so much and so long, they'd gotten so used to it, they were praying for something else. Hallelujah. Is it possible we can get so used to Acts 238 and one God and our message? that we want something else. I've come here tonight to declare it to you. There is not another gospel. <laughs> Hallelujah. Call me simplistic if you will, but I still believe in faith. I still believe in repentance. I still believe in baptism in his name. I still believe in the Holy Ghost talking in tongues. I still believe that here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. There is no other message. There is no other God. There is no other gospel. There is one Lord. There is one faith. There is one baptism. There is one God and Father of all who is above all and through all and in you all. Let us not get tired of what God has been doing for 2,000 years. Oh. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated. When they were thirsty and needed water, Moses went over to the rock of Horeb and smote it one time. And water came out. After that, the instructions were to speak to the rock and the water would come out and take care of all of their people. Praise God. Now then, this has been happening. And uh, they had smitten the rock and they had spoke to the rock and thank God, which that rock is Christ and, and a Christ in the wilderness and once you smite him at Calvary he's not to be smitten again all you got to do is speak to him hallelujah I said he's already been smitten on Calvary and now then all we got to do is speak to him we can come boldly into his presence recognizing that we are his people and we are the sheep of his pastor we are not beggars we do not come in the presence of God in the position of a beggar but we come in the position of sonship we are the sons of God beloved now not when I get to heaven, but beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. You're the child of God tonight. Go ahead and get that power of the Holy Ghost that he promised. You may be seated. They'd had so much manna, they were wearied in the greatness of the way. They had had so much water out of a rock that they were wearied in the greatness of the way. Amen. When they needed clothes on their body, God let the clothes grow on their back and shoes on their feet for 40 years. Hallelujah. But they became weary in the greatness of his way. Hallelujah. When they needed direction to the promised land, brother God sent them a cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night to give them direction. Oh, hallelujah. 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 In the daytime out there, it's hot. And God said, I'm going to give you a cloud. But at nighttime in that desert, it's going to get cold. I'm going to, I'm going to illuminate that cloud. But I, and I'm going to let you see it to give you direction to lead you. But not only that, that is my heating system for you out in the desert. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. If they needed clothes, they got it. If they needed shoes, it grew on their feet. If they needed water, God gave it to them out of a rock. If they needed food, God gave them manna from heaven. If they needed meat, God sent it to them until it ran out their nostrils. But they got so used to it that the Bible said they became weary in the greatness of this way. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So many miracles. So many great things that they had seen. Now then, what's it going to take to turn them on this time? What's it going to take to turn them on this time? In this charismatic age we're living in, every charismatic preacher almost out there is looking for a rabbit to pull out of the hat that's a little bigger and better than the last time and a little better than his competitor. Hallelujah. I said every charismatic preacher out there just about is looking for something to do. They've got to 
keep the rabbits coming out of the hat and they've got to keep the gimmicks and games going. I thank God we're not in that race tonight. And if you think you're in competition with the charismatics in your city, you don't understand who you are. Truth knows no competitor. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I said truth doesn't have a competitor. The charismatic churches in my town are not my competition. Praise God. I'm trying to baptize them in Jesus' name. And some of them were settling down. Though it might not always be easy. And they're getting a real Holy Ghost. Thank God and beginning to live for God. The charismatics are not my competition. I know of apostolic preachers that are sitting around in city bemoaning their fates because some church across town that doesn't preach the full truth is growing and they say, here I am sitting here. Brother, we must not get in the numbers game and the competitive game of comparing ourselves with something that is not the truth. Hallelujah. That early church did not compare themselves with how many Pharisees there were, or how many Sadducees there were, or how many temples that the worldly church had. Brother, I want to say it loud and clear tonight. The truth of God has no competition. Why don't we just start loving truth and preaching truth and living truth and then stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. One preacher down in Florida, they tell me, I've never seen him do it, I've never been to his meetings, but they tell me that he used to throw his hat, our coat rather, in a certain area and everybody would just fall over. And when that ran its course, then he started blowing in folks' face, you know. Praise God. Getting up and blowing his breath in their face. Knocking them over. Bad breath. Yeah. No, sir, I don't want Benny Hinn blowing in my face. If his breath's that bad, it's going to knock me down. I don't need it, bless God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I said I'm not going to let some Johnny come lately, such as the charismatic steal the thunder that God has given the apostolic church. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! I said we don't need to follow their example, their path, or their pattern. We're the true apostolics. It's time for the true apostolic Jesus name church to stand up and be counted. And get a fresh look at Calvary and a fresh anointing of God's power. And say God has given me this city and I'm not going to back away. Somebody shout amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then they started, uh, uh, you know, in singing the choreography. We got apostolic churches that wanted to pattern themselves after that. We don't need that. Hallelujah. Brother, you give me, I'll fly away, oh glory. He set me free. Yes, he set me free. 
We got some Pentecostals that say, I'm tired of these old Pentecostal songs. Why don't you get us some new mod music director that'll teach us some new choruses? Hallelujah. What's wrong with I'll fly away? What's wrong with he set me free? We don't need to become weary in the greatness of the way. Hallelujah. And I'm certainly not opposed to learning a new course. Thank God for uh, the fact that we can do that. But there's not a thing wrong with the apostolic church. And if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I said there's not a thing wrong with the apostolic church tonight. Oh, hallelujah. There's not anything wrong with our singing. There's not anything wrong with our praise. There's not anything wrong with our worship. It doesn't need to be watered down. There's not anything wrong with our preaching. And it doesn't need to be watered down. When we build on the book of Acts, we're building upon a solid foundation that is sure. Hallelujah. That is substantial. That's going to stand forever. That's going to stand when all false doctrine has failed and gone down. And now then, in order to kind of stay ahead of the game, I guess, we got the other charismatics that are starting what they call the Toronto Blessing. That's the laughing crowd. We can laugh too, bless God. Hallelujah. We've been laughing before, they, before I ever heard of Toronto. Glory to God. The joy of the Lord is our strength. With joy shall you draw water from the wells of salvation. The fruit of the Spirit is joy. We've had joy before I ever heard of the Charismatics. I got the Holy Ghost before the Charismatic movement ever got started. Don't tell me we need to water this down and join the Charismatics. We've got the greatest thing this side of heaven. Don't tamper with it. Just flow with it. Hallelujah. Thousands of people, we are told, are making their trip to Toronto from all over the world to find out how to laugh. Praise God. I said thousands of people, we are told, are making their way to Toronto for the Toronto blessing to learn how to laugh and how to fall out in the spirit. When I was just a kid on Pentecostal pews, brother, they were laughing in the Holy Ghost and falling out in the spirit. I don't need Toronto. I don't need Benny Hinn's gospel. I don't need some other Johnny come lately. Praise God. We don't need to become wary in the greatness of this way. We've got the name. We've got the word. We've got the power. We've got the glory. We've got the anointing. We've got the oil of the spirit. All we need to do is get under the spout where the glory comes out and let God do a work in our midst. Whoa! 
Hey, you can fall out here tonight and it can be the real thing. You can laugh here tonight and it can be the real thing. Come on, Pentecostals. Let's get rid of this inferior spirit. We are God's people. We are the apple of his eye. My Lord, I wish somebody would shout hallelujah. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God. When I got the Holy Ghost, nobody taught me how to talk in tongues. Nobody said, say this and say that and get your tongue all tangled up. Hallelujah. That's not the real Holy Ghost. Brother, when the power of God comes in, it will be as the Holy Ghost gives the utterance. Hallelujah. Somebody shout amen. You may be seated for a moment. Praise God. Thou art wearied in the greatness of the way. We got the way. Brother Morton, I am not halfway convinced. I am thoroughly convinced. And you know why some preachers are leaving the truth? They're not thoroughly convinced. Brother, if you know the truth, you're not looking for anything else. I said, if you know the truth, you're not looking for anything else. And these preachers that are leaving the truth, it makes me wonder how much truth they ever believed in the first place. Brother, if you've got this, there's nothing else that will satisfy. Saints of God, you don't need to leave that Jesus name apostolic church. Stay with that church. It don't get any better than this. I don't care where you go. It don't get any better than this because this is that. Glory. Glory. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I said hallelujah. It don't get any better than this. I don't know how you feel tonight, but I'm staying with this Jesus name, one God, apostolic church. I don't care who can dance a little bit or who can laugh or who can fall out on the floor. I'm staying with this message and this gospel and this truth and I'm not worried with it tonight. Hallelujah. You may be seated for a moment. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I like what you preach today, Reverend. I liked it all, but I like that. When the pupil of the pulpit, rather, is used to glorify the preacher. 
when the music only shows off the singers, when church membership is only used to enhance your community status, when the prayer house becomes a playhouse, and when we become more interested in recreation than we do recreation, then God's house has been turned into a house of merchandise and a den of thieves. Hallelujah! We need the glory back in the church. We need the glory back in the pulpit. We need the glory back in the choir. We need the glory back in every facet and phase of the apostolic church. Whatever you're doing that's right, keep doing it. Don't become weary in well-doing. Keep doing it. But the church every once in a while does need to take time out to tune our instruments. We're so busy sometimes trying to build a bigger orchestra that we don't stop to tune our instruments. Because we feel such competition from uh, out in the world, from other denominations, and perhaps even in our own fellowship and group that we're fellowshipping with. When we compare ourselves among ourselves and measure ourselves among ourselves, Paul says we are not wise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody said that a lot of people gauge the church by two things. Did you have? Did you get? How many did you have? And how much did you get? Hallelujah. It's not a matter of how many you have and how much you get. We're all out to win the loss and we ought to be doing everything within our power to evangelize our community, but not at the expense of watering down this great truth. Hallelujah. The truth of God must be never compromised. This message must never be watered down. We must never get so used to it that it's commonplace and it's ordinary. I know of a man that a little piece of furniture had stayed in his house for so long that it became common. Much hesitancy to reach out and touch it because it had been in the house for several months and it become nothing more than another piece of furniture. Hallelujah. I trust that our old-time, old-fashioned apostolic power, we, we, we can't lose what we got here tonight. Water it down and get a suit open and cost the gospel. We all just had to care for Jesus. That's never going to take the place of the true apostolic church in this hour. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I thank God for what I felt last night, today and tonight, what I felt Sunday nights, but I don't want it to become commonplace. I don't want it to become ordinary. Hallelujah. I want it to stay fresh in my spirit every day. When I go out to get that manna every morning, I want to lift my hands and thank God for it. Hallelujah. 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 Come on, apostolics. It's time for us to appreciate what we've got. Come back to an old-fashioned appreciation of what God has given us.
possible that we've gone up on the mountain and instead of sacrificing on the mountain we've set up a bed there is it possible that we as they said in verse 9 and thou wentest to the king with ointments and didst increase thy perfumes and didst send thy messengers far off oh he said all of this tells me you've got weary in the greatness of the way hallelujah and God said inasmuch as you've gotten so used to it that you don't love it anymore I'm going to take it away from you so you'll learn how to appreciate what I've done for you I don't want God to have to take his power out of the church hallelujah for us to appreciate this glory of God hallelujah every time I feel a little move of the spirit whether anybody's shouting or not if I just feel the gentlest breeze of the breath of the Holy Ghost I want to say yea Lord here I am hallelujah hallelujah there's some of you that'll shout when everybody else shouts but what about on Sunday morning Sunday night or Wednesday night in your church when nobody's shouting and nobody's running the aisles and nobody's kindly uh, doing what God wants them to do where are the starters where are the fire builders You know what we need tonight in every church that's represented in this beautiful auditorium? We need some people that can build your own fire. And don't wait for somebody to build the fire for you. Can I get a witness? I said we need some people that can build your own fire. Don't let your pastor get in the pulpit and struggle against every power of the devil and every force of hell. Hallelujah. Rise up, oh glory to God, and say, devil, you're a liar. Preacher, I'm behind you. Let's have church. Let's have revival. Let's don't get tired of what we're doing. Let's lift our hands and praise the Lord. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. 
You may be seated. Some of us need to appreciate what we've got. After 70 years, they came back and rebuilt the temple. And there was a new appreciation in their hearts for what they had. When we don't come to church on Sunday nights, we become weary in the greatness of the way. When we can miss Bible study service and count it as nothing, we become wary in the greatness of the way. Oh, it's just Wednesday night. It's just a Bible study service. I'll come on the weekend. I'm telling you that every time the doors are open in the house of God, we need men and women that have a personal commitment to God and say, I'm going to be there. Hallelujah. When you don't attend your weeknight service, you become weary in the greatness of the way. When they sang the old songs, nothing but the blood of Jesus, and you say, why don't we kind of get down on it and juke and jive a little? Then you become weary in the greatness of the way. There's some people in apostolic Pentecostal churches that can shout and dance if you sing the right song, if it's got the right beat. I wonder if you're listening to me tonight. I said if it's the right song and got the right beat, they'll tear the house down. But where are the dedicated, faithful men and women and young people that says, I don't care what they're singing, if it lifts up Jesus, if it glorifies Jesus, if it exalts Jesus, then I want to be a part of it. Hallelujah! I said we don't need Hollywood in the church. We don't need Nashville in the church. We don't need gospel rap in the church. You may be seated. I don't care what race, creed, or color you are. We don't need gospel rap. We don't need gospel rock. Hard rock, medium rock, soft rock. We don't need rock music to put over God's program. But you see, when we get tired of just the same old man every day, we're going to be like the charismatics. We're going to look for a new trick. We're going to look for a new toy. We're going to look for something new. Hallelujah. Let's go back to the old paths. Let's go back to the old landmark. Let's plug back in to the old-fashioned apostolic power. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You may be seated. If these musicians were to get on the music and start playing a certain beat, there are certain people here that would get up and juke and jive a little and dance around a little. But thank God for people that will worship God. Thank God for people that will worship God with the old-fashioned power and the demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Folks, we got a great way. And in this great way, we've got a great plan of salvation. And I'm thrilled about it tonight. In this great way, we've got a wonderful anointing of the Holy Ghost. And I thank God for it. I heard a preacher say here a while back, he said he was in a church and uh, they had testimony service. And every time they'd have a testimony service in this church, there was a fellow that would get up and testify. He, uh, 
he was perhaps just liked a few bricks having a full load and uh, and uh, he, he wasn't wasn't the swiftest fellow in the congregation but he said the pastor told him said every time we have testimony service he'll get up every time and he'll say I want to thank God he placed my feet on a solid rock and established my goings and sat down did this several nights and some of the older members come around and complained and said pastor he's hurting the church said he's hurting the church giving that same dumb testimony every night thank God he placed my feet on a solid rock and established my goings and finally the evangelist had enough of it he got up there one night and he said I don't believe that just simple folk ought to shout I believe some of you intelligent folks ought to show him how. Let me tell you that shouting is not relegated in our churches just to the silly simpletons. I believe we need men that know how to praise God. And ladies, we need Sunday school superintendents that can shout. We need Sunday school teachers that can shout. We need choir members that can shout. We need ushers that can shout. We need special singers that can do more than sing. We need some singers that know how to praise God. You don't have to have an IQ of 37 to be able to praise and shout and glorify God. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, some, some of you wise guys need to shout. Some of you smart people need to shout. Some of you folks that graduated from college need to shout a little bit. Can I hear an amen? Hallelujah. Thou art wearied in the greatness of your way. We've been around so long, it's so, so normal, and I'm so used to it. God, give us a fresh anointing of the Spirit. You may be seated for a moment in this greatness of the way. Every one of you that have the Holy Ghost tonight ought to have your own personal testimony. And nobody can give it but you and nobody can testify like you can testify of what the Lord has done for you. I've got my own testimony. When I was 15 years old, praise God, almost like the month being 16, I went to an altar, was baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost. I've got my testimony to tell. Praise God. And everybody in this building has got your own personal testimony. I can tell you how I had dreams for something else. I had desires for something else. I had aspirations for other things. But on that night in that revival, God got a hold of my heart. Hallelujah. And changed my want-tos. And changed my desires. And changed my ambitions. And changed my goals. And gave me a new set of dreams. Hallelujah. I'd never desired to be a preacher in my life but God called me to preach I've got my own testimony but remember that everybody here that's got the Holy Ghost you've got your testimony praise God why don't you tell it why don't you go and tell it why don't you go and tell it why don't you go and tell it 
Don't tell mine, tell yours. I'm not going to tell yours, I'm going to tell mine. There's nothing any more powerful and effective in witnessing than your own personal testimony of what God has done in your life. And the more you tell it, the fresher it stays. I said the more you tell it, it stays fresh in your heart. But the less you tell it, the more stale it becomes. And you almost forget. Hallelujah. When they put Paul on trial. Hallelujah. And had him up there trying to defend what he was and what he believed. Praise God. I can hear that blessed apostle saying, Did I ever tell you about my experience on the Damascus Road? Hallelujah. Did I ever tell you what the Lord did for me? How that a light came down and, and shined upon me. And I heard a voice saying, Who art thou, Lord? Hallelujah. And the Lord said, I am Jesus. Paul said, I made a commitment to God before I even knew his name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I made a surrender before I ever knew his name. I had to ask him what his name was. I heard about an old boy that called a girl and said, will you marry me? And she said, yes, I will. Who is this talking? Praise God. Certainly no young ladies like that here tonight. But Paul made a commitment to God and then said, who art thou, Lord? And the Lord said, I'm Jesus. Every time Paul got a chance, he'd say, did I tell you about my experience on the Damascus Road? Praise God, I saw a light. I heard a voice and God told me what to do. Oh, hallelujah. You say, I'm tired of hearing it. Every time he went, when he went to Felix, he says, hey, give an account for yourself. He said, hey, Felix, did I ever tell you what happened to me on the Damascus Road? road I was riding along and I saw a light and I heard a voice I want to tell you what the Lord's done for me you don't know like I know what the Lord has done for me That folks, you maybe see that folks here tonight delivered from drugs, go tell somebody. You're delivered from alcohol, go tell somebody. You're delivered from a sinful life, whatever it was, go tell somebody. In a testimony meeting, a certain church, people were getting up and saying, I was a drunkard, and I asked the Lord to forgive me. And another said, I was a liar, and I asked God to forgive me. Finally, this old boy jumped up and said, I wasn't doing nothing, and I asked God to forgive me. Praise God. Maybe that's what we ought to do tonight. Praise God. Paul went before Agrippa and he said, Agrippa, did I ever tell you my testimony? Did I ever tell you what the Lord did for me? You say, I'm tired of hearing it. But it's effective. It's powerful. It still works. Oh, hallelujah. Where are the Pauls among us that will stand up and say, I'm going to go. I'm not going to let this experience get old and stale and stead. And my testimony must not become mechanical. It's got to stay fresh and new and alive in my spirit. Folks, I am convinced we can reach our world if we will break out and get a freshness of the Holy Ghost. Oh, I wish you'd clap your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm going to close here in just a little bit, but I feel the old-fashioned power of God here tonight. Isaiah said, the reason you're in trouble, thou art wearied in the greatness of your way. The reason you're going into captivity, thou art wearied in the greatness of your way. The reason you've lost to where you are, thou art wearied in the greatness of your way. Some Pentecostal churches are just going through the motions, and they're spinning their wheels, and they're just killing time, and marking time, and it's time we stop it. Every service ought to be a new and an exciting experience. I wish everybody in this house would go back to your home church Sunday morning, go to that prayer room before church ever starts, and say, God, I want something fresh from heaven today. Oh, hallelujah. I wish that every saint of God would say, Lord, take me back to that experience. Renew me. Restore me. Glory to God. What did David say when he missed it? He said, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. You see, when you're carnal, the wrong thing looks right, and the right thing looks wrong. Hallelujah. But God, help us not to be weary in the greatness of our way. Hallelujah. 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 God's talking to somebody's heart here tonight. God's talking to somebody's heart here tonight. Let's lift our hands and worship God. I wonder if somebody will pray with me all over this house, Lord, restoring to me the joy of thy salvation. I want the freshness, the newness, the power, the glory, the unction. I want the fresh oil upon me. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Hallelujah. I read in the scripture where Hannah conceived and bare a son and his name was Samuel. Hannah's womb was shut up. She could have no child. She could have no son. And God opened her womb and Hannah conceived and bare a son and his name was Samuel. And man, we get excited and we shout and we rejoice about that. But I read in the scripture where Hannah conceived again and she bore another child. And then Hannah conceived the third time and bore another child. And Hannah conceived the fourth time and bore another child. And Hannah conceived the fifth time and bore another child. I want to submit to this great audience tonight that that fifth child was just as much a miracle as Samuel was. Hallelujah. 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 I shouted when I first got the Holy Ghost and rejoiced, but thank God I've still got it tonight. Glory to God, it's still a miracle. I said it's still a miracle. 
Samuel, we're going to shout over you, but we're going to shout over these others too because it's just as big a miracle for a lady that can have no children to have five as it is to have one. It's still a miracle. I'm here to tell somebody tonight the same anointing is still in this church. The same miraculous, supernatural, divine power is still in the church. Hallelujah. Get us a song ready here in a moment. I feel the Holy Ghost here tonight. I feel the Holy Ghost. God said it's time for you to get out of your bed of indifference. It's time for you to get out of the bed of complacency. It's time for you to get out of the bed of lukewarmness. It's time for you to get out of the bed of laziness. It's time for the true apostolics to stand up and be counted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God said you ought to be on the mountain sacrificing, but you're there on your beds of complacency and indifference. It's time for the church to come back to God's original intent and purpose and design and desire for the church in this hour. Hallelujah. God didn't design us to become colder and colder and lukewarm and indifferent and fizzle down and fade out, but he designed this apostolic church to leave here in a blaze of power and glory. I wonder how long has it been since you talked in tongues? How long has it been since you felt God? How long has it been since you shouted? How long has it been since tears flowed down your cheeks? Thou art wearied in the greatness of your way. God said it's a great way. And I've done great things and powerful and glorious and wonderful and supernatural in your midst. But you've, you've seen it so much. You've got weary with it. You've seen it so often. You've got weary with it. Thou art wearied in the greatness of your way. Hallelujah. Somebody said that Christians are getting used to the dark. We're up against the powers that control this old dark world, against spiritual agents from the very headquarters of evil. There is a slow, subtle, sinister brainwashing process that is gradually desensitizing us to evil in our hour. And little by little, sin is made to be less sinful and to appear less sinful. Let me tell you, apostolics, we are being homogenized. We are being absorbed. We are being assimilated into this age. We accept its literature. We accept its music. We accept its art. We accept its language. But it's time for somebody to stand up and say, no, no. And you know, I've heard the old story. Well, you know, you can't have revival and preach the truth and you can't have revival and, and preach holiness. And you can't have revival and preach the essentiality of the new birth. And I'm going to tell you that you're not having revival if you don't do it. Hallelujah. I don't believe we're having revival if we're not doing it. It's not a real revival. If we're not preaching repentance, we're not having revival. If folks are not repenting in our altar, we're not having revival. If folks are not quitting sin in our altars, we're not having revival. I remember hearing the old-time preacher, Mel Trotter. I read something of him, and it said that he was conducting a prayer meeting, and, and he had a, a unique way. He'd go to everybody and say, get down and confess your sins. He made it quite personal. 
You know, the night my dad came to God many years ago, Brother Morton, there was an old preacher by the name of Bill Skaggs. And he didn't do it exactly right. And it wasn't homiletically correct. But he turned around in a church meeting and looked at my dad straight in the face and said, Herschel, go there. If you don't quit smoking them cigarettes and throw them away, you're going to die and go straight to hell. You know what he did? Quit smoking. Now then, in our modern little way of doing it, we, well, it, I talked to a guy here a while back, and he said, I've got people coming, and, and they've been here for almost two years. They're still smoking. And they've both had the Holy Ghost almost two years. You know, I'm for being patient, dear Lord. I've been pastoring going on 34 years now, and I believe in being patient, you know. But how long does it take to quit smoking? How long does it take for a woman to quit cutting her hair? How long does it take to get rid of your makeup? How long does it take to sell a television? Are you listening tonight? I said it shouldn't take a year and a half to get rid of cigarettes and drinking and, and carousing and boozing. My, 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 my. Hallelujah! It shouldn't take very long to repent of our sins when we get honest before God and earnest before God and sincere before God. Hallelujah! And say, God, here I am. I want to make heaven. I want to be saved. It shouldn't take a long time to repent. Let's all stand to our feet. Let's clap our hands to the Lord. But Mel Trotter was having a prayer meeting, remained standing, and he'd come by and say, get on your knees and confess your sins. They'd get down, he'd come to one guy, and the guy was kind of a proud, stiff fellow, and he said, get on your knees and confess your sins. Man looked up at him and said, I can't think of any. He said, get on your knees and guess at it. And he said, you know what? He guessed right the first time. Praise God. Just get on your knees, bless God, and guess at it. Oh, hallelujah. 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 I said, we're accepting what this world is doing. When God said, we're to hate evil. We're to abhor evil. We're to abstain from the appearance of evil. Some things do not appear to be so dark because we have gotten used to it. And we've grown accustomed to it. It's not that our minds are broadening. It's that our conscience is stretching. And we're living in peaceful coexistence with the world, the flesh, and the devil. When God said, come out from among them and be a separate saith the Lord.
Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. 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 Somebody said, I don't want to hear apostolic preaching. I submit to you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it's the only thing that's going to save us. Dry, dead, cold, starchy, methodical preaching will not save us. Let's lift our hands and worship God. Come on, let's praise Him tonight. Let's praise Him tonight. Let's praise Him tonight. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I feel God in this place right now. God said, I don't want my people, I don't want to bless you so much and pour out my blessing upon you and perform miracles, signs and wonders and do so many great things that you count it as an ordinary thing. I want you to appreciate everything that I do for you. I want you to appreciate everything that I do for you. Hallelujah. Why don't we just praise the Lord here for a moment? I wonder if we could reclaim and recapture any of that lost glory. God said, I want to bless you, but I want you to be thankful and appreciative. I want you to appreciate it. Don't become weary in the greatness of the way. somebody reaching out to God right now is somebody reaching out to God right now there's an old-fashioned power of the Holy Ghost that's in this place there's a demonstration a move of God's power that God wants to marvelously bestow upon the church in this hour for those that will be grateful and thankful and those that will appreciate it America was better off when we had Bibles in schools America was better off when we had prayer in our schools. America was better off when we had no ACLU. America was better off when we didn't have the ERA. America was better off when the kids got a spanking in school and got another one when they got home. America was get better off when we didn't have any gay parades and magnifying the gay community and no days in the military. America was better off 
when we when we didn't have sin planting it on Main Street as we do in America tonight. America was better off when women wore long hair and men got a haircut and a shave. America was better off when women wore the skirts. America was better off when we didn't have television. America was better off when there was no marijuana and no coke and no pornography. America was better off when your, when your girlfriend was your high school sweetheart and not some live-in whore. I say it's time tonight for America to come back to some old-fashioned, God-like principles of righteousness and truth and holiness. And hey, Pentecostals, apostolics, God is going to send revival. God is sending revival. God is pouring out His Spirit. There is an abundance of power for those that want it tonight. Woo, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands and praise the Lord as our singers sing right now. Amen. Oh, oh yes. The Lord send the power just now. Oh, Lord send the power just now. Oh, Lord send the power just now. And baptize everyone. Now, oh Lord, send the power just now. Oh Lord, send the power just now and baptize. You know what I'd like for us to do tonight before we close this service? I'd like to have some men, some men that's had the Holy Ghost longer than 10 years now. It was said tonight, and truthfully, most of the time it said that our new converts do the shout and the praise, the worship and the door knocking, the soul winning, and the creating the climate and atmosphere for revival and growth. I believe that some of us that have had the Holy Ghost longer ought to show them how. I didn't say tell them how. I said show them how. I wish there's some men, as we sing it again, that's had the Holy Ghost for longer than 10 years. That would get out of that seat where you are and walk down and I don't know if you can go all the way to the back, maybe across that middle and back around. I wish there's some men that would walk around this auditorium and say, God, send back that old time power into the church tonight. Let's don't wait for the new converts to do it. I want some men that's had the Holy Ghost longer than 10 years that walk around here and say, God, send oh, back your power. Lord, send the power just now. Oh, oh Lord, whoa. send the power just And the rest now. of us, let's sing and praise God oh, right where you are. Lord, send the power just now and baptize everyone. Oh, yes. Oh, Lord, let's all worship God all over this house tonight. Now. All over oh, this building, let's praise Lord, His name. Send the power just now. Oh, Lord, 